Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. We're welcoming to the podcast today a good friend and colleague, Clyde Tabor, who has lived across the world working on various media projects. He's a producer, a missionary, and a media leader, Clyde Tabor. I really caught hold of the idea of Bezalel's. Uh, a couple of years ago when I, Rebecca and I were reading the Bible and we came across the book of Exodus. And Bezalel being the person um, uh, where the Holy Spirit breathed talent mm. into him. You can find that in Exodus. Anyone listening to the podcast, you can find that in Exodus 31, Exodus 35. And Bezalel, who was only a teenager, was a person who actually, along with the partnership of a, a person named Aholiab and others, created the Ark of the Covenant, the tabernacle, all of the the instruments, the mm. priestly uh, garments for Aaron and for all of the priests. And, they, and, uh, and Bezalel was only a teenager. And, and Holy Spirit gave him all these skills. And it's, it's talked about very specifically in uh, 31 and 35 of Exodus. I believe, Clyde, that there are Bezalels inside of so many thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of churches across the mm. world. Come on, and, yes. And they go unidentified. They want to pick up a camera. They want to help design a website. They want to do a drama or art, create a video, do a podcast, make a short film, uh, put together some type of live event. And uh, the leadership doesn't realize that they're there uh, and doesn't encourage them. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, boy, I agree. I mean, God's God's gifting is extraordinary. And to suppress that gifting is not a good thing. Um, we steal from God's glory when we don't let God's people exercise mm -hmm. their gifts. So, yeah, I mean, I think we do, and I think there's, at least in America, I think there's been a little bit of a shift. I think outside of the States, there's a little bit more of a challenge to see giving people the freedom to be expressive, creative, visual, whatever that may be. Um, because, again, that's just a, that's, a, that's the new language. It's the language of the 21st, even the 20th century. And again, not a language we've spoken very well. So we have to find those people who can communicate, whether that's in a graphic image, whether that's in a song, whether that's in a, you know, uh, a short format story, whatever that may be. So I, I think that's huge. And if anybody's in a leadership position, it's incumbent on them to have very attentive eyes to see who those people are. And then to go fishing for them, not just be passive, but to be proactive and to say, Excellent. give opportunity for yeah. those kinds of things. Conversely, if you feel that you are that person, don't wait for the phone to ring. You know, go out and do something. You know, that's where I'm, I dare to dare to do, dare to be, dare to try, because when you do that, you begin to to find a pleasure and a talent in it. You know, my 13 year old daughter, she's our youngest. She, I don't know how or why, just started sketching, and now she's been doing it for three or four years. I'm like, wow, Sage, you've got really great content there, and so we're trying to find ways to cultivate that. But the fact that she's doing it, she's finding pleasure, and hopefully we'll come alongside and put wind in her sails. But she, don't, don't wait for somebody to tell you. You just have to try it and do it, uh, and do it long, and then you'll do it well. And you have to let them make mistakes. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and that's where the doing long and doing well comes in. I'm a big fan of the 10,000 hours. You know, you're not really excellent at something until you've done it for 10,000 hours. That's five years at full-time, like of a full-time position. So an Olympic athlete, usually by the age of 18, has put in well over 10,000 hours. Uh, so I guess my other thought is, is don't expect to be excellent at your craft because you have a gifting and because you've done a little bit of work in it. Um, you know, just because God calls you doesn't mean you're going to be excellent. Usually, and I would imagine with Bezalel that he probably had he probably had his ten thousand hours by the age of eighteen. What did that look like? Who knows? Yeah, it's true. But you know, usually the way God works is He gives you the initial talent, but then He also asks you to cultivate it by getting those hours. So, so don't expect excel at your craft and don't shy. Don't be shy about those 10,000 hours. Get them as fast as you can, which means making a lot of mistakes in those 10,000 hours. In one of your videos, and I show this at, at workshops sometimes overseas, especially to pastors and leaders, is a, you have a great video with visualstory.org uh, about uh, reaching a young, young gal in England and a boy in, in Cairo. It's a wonderful video. And in it, the, the script talks about for 1,500 years, the church has preached. And then the printing press came along with Gutenberg Press. And for 500 years, we have been they have very strong in printing. And it's only been in the last maybe 50 years uh, that we have gone into what is called portrayal. And I would say that Hollywood has been portraying and working in moving images since 1896 exactly. with the Lumiere brothers in France. But the church has been so slow to pick that up because we've been preaching against portrayal when we should be using portrayal. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a very significant historical paradigm. Um, it, it, you know, and it's not that one replaces the other, the one builds upon the other. So will preaching go away? Absolutely not. You know, uh, preaching didn't go away when print came along. It just augmented it with books, curriculums, materials, resources. You know, and so now that we have this portray, age of portrayal, now we have the means of visual communication, whether you know, that's narrative, whether that's still image, whether that's even preaching, although I think, you know, where the church defaults, and I think it's a limiting factor, is as we preach on a screen. So most television uh, Christian content is preaching. You know, a lot of IPTV content is preaching. And that's fine because that's easiest, but I think if you really want to reach the heart, you have to tell a great story, and we have to be thinking, how do we communicate in story in a visual fashion? You can spend a lot of money, Hollywood does, but you don't have to. You know, we live in this age now where everyone's a filmmaker with their phones. Um, you know, you can begin to dabble with short visual media, narrative kind of driven content. Um, but yeah, no, increasingly that's where people's hearts are, are drawn, is where is the story yeah. that spellbinds me, that, that forces me to lean in until I have a sense of resolution. You know, whether that's the biblical narrative or whether that's just the narrative of God's working in lives today or in history, we need to be able to sit, communicate those stories in a visual way that force people to lean in and go, i got to know how this thing ends. It's just so compelling. That's how I think we're going to reach the least reached. It's probably not going to be preaching. It's initially those first points of contact are going to be through an effective use of visual story, portraying. Great conversation with Clyde Tabor media missions executive and leader. We'll be back after the break in 32 seconds. 
This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Welcome back to our episode and conversation with Clyde Tabor, who has a lot to say about the trends that are shaping our digital world. I remember a, a, a film professor, a really good one, uh, Paul Monaco, who is now Monica, who is now uh, retired, saying in a class that humans love to tell stories and that humans are wired for storytelling. Would you agree with that? Oh my gosh, it's such part of our DNA. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, I think it's part of God's DNA. You know, I mean, He's the author of the great grand narrative that's unfolding, which is human history. You know, scripture is two-thirds narrative. I think our lives are stories. I think we need to kind of own the idea that my own life should be a storied life. I should think about the narrative that I'm living into. What am I striving for? Who is God calling me to become? How am I influencing the stories of others in a positive way? And then, anyway, yes, so with story... I th- I, I'm 50 couple, I'm 52. I look at everything in, in, through this lens of story. I mean, I'm kind of a story addict now. Um, you know, and I just think that's, it's part of our DNA. Don't resist it. Well, summing up our time here, a very good conversation with Clyde Tabor, who's director of Visual Story Network, and enjoying every minute of it. Clyde, is there something that I haven't asked you uh, that's on your heart? Is I was going to ask you this question, what are you seeing across the world right now? I mean, what do you think is happening with media and story uh, maybe that we don't realize? Yeah, good question. You know, I, I think uh, I've been encouraged by a number of things. One, I think like the American church, you know, we've done a lot more in content and using visual media and even narrative films that are getting a little bit of traction in the mainstream. That's all very positive. Um, I, I think globally, you know, that's, that's a, it's happening um, uh, we're involved with a number of initiatives where there's small, short format content that's happening in languages that are very, very remote, where a language may have only 100,000 speakers or half a million speakers. And we're seeing God's people raised up to create content with, for, and by those people. So, you know, that's a huge movement that I'm very, very, very excited about. I think the one word I would leave maybe any younger person with, or anybody really for that matter, but a student in particular, is there's three ways you can change the world. Uh, If you do these three things, you can have a much bigger impact than you would ever have imagined. Uh, I think it's what Jesus was getting at when he says, greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. You'll do greater works than me. Well, how can I do greater works than the Messiah, the Son of God? Well, here's how I think it, here it happens. You figure out who you are, what your calling is, you know, whatever your gifting is, figure it out, uh, preferably by the age of 30. Uh, but don't worry if you're 20 couple and you're still experimenting and figuring things out. The people who change the world, I've fi- I found that oftentimes takes them to the age of 30 to kind of figure it out. Figure out your calling, and then secondly, do it well. Become best at your craft. Excel at whatever that is. If you're a preacher, if you're a graphic artist, if you're a designer, if you're a filmmaker, if you're a writer, I don't care what it is, excel at your craft. That's where the 10,000 hours comes in. Now, here's the last important component. You have to then do do it long. 
decades long. The people who change the world figure out their calling, they do it well, and then they do it for decades, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. So, uh, you know, do those three things, you can change the world. Excellent advice and uh, unexpected but wonderful advice. We have been talking to Clyde Tabor. You can find him at visualstory.org. He also talked about mobile ministry. And let's go with the uh, the rap funky way of saying it, mob men, M-O-B-M-I-N as in Nancy, dot O-R-G, mob men. .org. Tell, tell us again what the, the long version is. Or it's mobileministryforum.org. Mobileministryforum.org. Clyde, it's been a, a real inspiration and a creative uh, treat to have you on today, and we thank you for being part of the podcast. Hey, it's a blessing. Thank you. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.